0: I'm not used to everybody being seated and quiet first before I get started. That's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, Tennessee won and everybody's just going to sit here calm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even watch football, so sorry. I know that may get me kicked out of the church. I'm sorry. Uh, If you're interested in learning a little bit more about uh, New Horizon here, we do have a Discovery New Horizon class that will be next Sunday, that'll be at 9.15 down in the FLC, the second door on the left. Uh, You can sign up in the sanctuary, and we just tell you a little bit about our church, and, and Chris just likes to talk to you and bug you a little bit, so it'll be all right. Uh, Campbell County Baptist Association, the yearly meeting. This is coming up this Tuesday, uh, the 18th. They eat at 6. The meeting's at 7. That's at First Baptist in uh, Jellicoe. Also, don't forget about our October uh, Fall Festival, where we're going to have our trunk or treat. We need lots of individually wrapped candy. I still have not got the garbage can back there, but I'll get it back there today. Uh, You can also... Uh, If you want to decorate your car, we would appreciate it. Or if you just want to park your car and hand out candy, that is absolutely fine, too. You can register in the back. We don't ever decorate ours. We just throw out some hay bales and make it look cool. So you don't have to do much. We just appreciate everybody coming out and supporting. Uh, Also, you notice these shoe boxes are back in the foyer. So that's a pretty cool time of the year again. Uh, You can grab as many as you want and fill as many as you want. There are some uh, cards back there. <clears throat> got a frog in my throat this morning there's some cards back there make sure to put the uh, sticker on it that says boy and girl so we don't have to reopen the boxes and try to figure out what's in there um, so we do appreciate everybody's support in that we always do really good every year so we thank you for that and also there is a baby shower for the teague family that is coming up this saturday i october 22nd uh They're not asking for any gifts. Just bring yourself and and have a a good time, and let's welcome Baby Granger. With that being said, as always, hope you've been keeping up with the reading plan. We are just almost through Romans. uh, We're going to be in chapter 15, verses 1 through 15 this week. Um, Our reading from last week came from chapter 14, verses 14, 14 through 23. It says, I know I am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will be pleased and others will approve of you too. So then, let's just aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable but if it is wrong to eat something but it is wrong to eat something if that makes another person stumble it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing but keep it between yourself and god blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they have decided is right but if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something or if you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. But you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Uh, pretty cool verses this week, too. We do have some prayer requests for this week. Our, comu- our community mission focus this week is our uh, kids' ministry. Uh, that meets every Wednesday night. So you want to lift the, those kids and the volunteers up in prayer. Our missionary focus for this week is Derek and Amanda. They're currently serving in Brazil. And we also want to lift up Bruce Croc, who is our church planter. He is in Columbia Falls, Montana. So let's just take a few minutes this morning and lift these ministries up in prayer. God, again, we thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Uh, God, we just want to say how great you are, God. And we just uh, thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives this morning. God, this morning we want to lift up our kids' ministry. God, we thank you for uh, the volunteers that uh, serve each week, God, and and just are able to share the gospel and to to fellowship, God, and to show those kids uh, the love that you've given us. God, we just ask that you continually uh, bless that. God, continue to reveal yourself to the children, and God, just we give you all the honor and the glory for what you're doing uh, there in that ministry. This morning, we also want to pray for Derek and Amanda. God, we just want to lift them up to you while they're uh, serving, uh, God, and while they're in Brazil. God, we just pray for their safety, for their protection, God. We just ask that you continue uh, to encourage them and lift them up, God, as they continue to share the gospel and continue to do uh, the work that you have them do, God. God, we also want to lift up Bruce Crock this morning. Uh, God, we pray for his service this morning. We pray, God, for his church that he's starting. And we pray, God, that you will be uh, the one that is focused on God, that it's not him, that it's not the leaders, God, but you are focused on. And we just pray, God, that you will bless him, God, that you will uh, grow that church, God, that you will allow them to support and reach the community, God, and just to share your message. May we continue to honor and glorify you, God. It is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Uh, This morning, for our local community, we want to lift up the Wynn-Habersham Elementary School. Uh, Our local church this morning is Bethel Baptist, and our local business are the Community Trust Banks this morning. So let's just take a few moments and lift our community up in prayer. This morning we want to lift up Win Habersham Elementary, God. I know each week we pray for a different school, and I know sometimes God that these prayers uh, seem the same, but God, we know, uh, God that You're listening, God that You're hearing. God, this morning we want to lift up Win Habersham. God, we want to pray for the teachers. I ask that you continue to bless them. God, encourage them. Give them the wisdom necessary, God, to lead our youth today, God, and just to, to teach these kids in a way that's loving God and, and uh, just allow them to grow up in an environment that they're cared for. Uh, God, we pray for the students of the school. God, we just continually ask that you uh, will uh, bless them, and God, that you will protect them and keep them safe. And, God, just give them a desire uh, to learn. And, God, if there's uh, any there that doesn't know you, obviously that would be the case. We God, we just pray that your message is is preached, God, and that uh, if there's someone there that doesn't know you, God, that they will accept you uh, as their Savior this morning. God, we also pray for uh, Bethel Baptist this morning. God, we want to lift up their service this morning. We ask that you... Uh, God, that your Holy Spirit will be uh, clear and present in the room. God, that you will lead uh, the pastor this morning in the message. God, that your words are shared. Uh, God, we just pray that you continue to bless them. God, provide the financial support that is necessary, the leaders. Uh, God, just the deacons, just pray for everybody in there and that they will all be in one accord, God, and just al- just allow them to serve our community here as well. God, we thank you for what you're doing there And we just ask for this in your son's name. God, this morning also we pray for the Community Trust Bank. God, we just thank you for the businesses that are in our community. Uh, God, we thank you for the people that you have at those businesses. God, we just ask that you continue to lift them up. God, continue to allow them to serve our community. God, we just thank you. Uh, for everything that you're doing here in our local community we pray god that you will continue uh, to bless us god that you will continue to allow us to serve uh, the people here god and god may we honor and glorify you in everything that we do god it is in your son's name we pray amen Good
1: morning, everyone. Those that are watching online and those that are here in person, we're glad that you are here. Um, And if you're visiting for the first time, just so you know, um, one of the things that we do at New Horizon is that uh, uh, as I share the word, I teach from the scripture and then we respond in worship after the scripture Instead instead of preparing. Preparation of worship prior to the message, we do response with worship after the message. Okay, um, <clears throat> let me pray for those that are um, sick. We got a few folks. We want to continue to pray for Virgie, we want to continue to pray for Veldon, want to pray for Leon Caldwell, uh, for Heather Skaggs, and for Stanley. Um, Stanley is home, but there's just some. Things still some struggles in his after the heart surgery and his recovery, okay so let's let's pray for them and then we'll continue, Father. thank you, Father, for this group of people. Father, we love them that they're a part of our church and father they're all struggling and sick and so Father, we pray for your comfort, we pray for your healing. we pray Father that you give them exactly, Father what they need today the wisdom, the guidance, exactly the relief from pain, from discomfort, for whatever it is they're facing, God, that you bring healing in their life at this time. God, we love you and we honor you in Jesus' name and amen. Our vision at New Horizons to bring glory to God by loving Him the most, by loving others as Jesus has loved us, by making disciples of all nations. Our vision is that we live to grow in that area because we realize that we're not uh, perfected in the area of... Loving God the most or loving others as Jesus loved us or making disciples. But we believe we grow in those areas as we live in community together. And that starts here in our worship service. It it continues in a life group where you can discuss and work through things and talk about things. And then it also uh, happens in a smaller group of the same gender where you're sharing and holding each other accountable and looking at, at different things concerning the scriptures. And then of having a place to serve and going to the nations. Our values are this, are grace, truth, and growth. And today, to the, today the title of the message is this, Can't We All Just Get Along? Part 2. Can't We All Just Get Along? Part 2. Um, that's the wrong PowerPoint, guys. Sorry. (laughs) As they, there you go. Can't we all just get along? Part 2, Romans 14, 13 through 23. I'm going to remain seated. Um, As I started, I told you last week that I felt God had kind of moved on me and shared with me and led me. said, I want you to do this message seated in a position of humility. So I'm going to remain seated. There's one part of this message I probably will not be able to remain seated. I think it's really, I think there's one verse that we ought to stand and shout to the heavens on, okay? And as I clarify the meaning of that verse. But I want to talk about first, before we get into this chapter, the verses 13 through 23, what did we learn last week? This is what we learned last week. There are disputable ideals, practices, and methods. This means there are ideals, practices, and methods that God has not commanded or forbidden, and it is up to us as individuals to determine the freedom we have or the sacrifice we'll make in these areas. Okay, Disputable ideals, practices, and methods. The second thing we learn is that we know that Jesus has saved all kinds of people from different walks of life. Will you think about some of those? From rulers of synagogue to those who were demon-possessed. From kings to those who were fishermen. Not only has He saved them, but He has placed them within the same body to fulfill the same two commands in the one commission. Love God love each other, and make disciples. It's the two commands, the one great commission. He saved people from all walks of life and given them the same two commands and the commission. We learned that though we had the same God and the same Lord, same commands, same commission, we still have some very different passions about disputable items ideals practices and methods it's not just that some are very passionate but some things some practices some ideals some are wrong for certain people if they do them matter of fact in verse 23 and we'll look at it later but in verse 23 says to go against your conscience is to do something without faith and that that's without faith is sin So there's some things that can literally, I know this is hard for us to get, indisputable items. There are some things that can be good for others, but sin to others. Remember, what's a disputable item? If God has not commanded or forbidden. Okay? And it is not sinful. Commanded, forbidden, sinful. Okay? Now, let's continue as we think about this. When we think about how we, would you, there's probably not a person in here that's not been a part of something that divided over a disputable matter. Maybe a church divided. Maybe a denomination divided, maybe a home divided, over a disputable matter. But at the same time, as I begin to think about that, maybe we have denominations and different churches because there are disputable matters. Maybe we have such such separations so that people can be where they feel like their conscience needs them to be. Maybe the divisions of the churches and the denominations is not always bad, but sometimes what's necessary for people to be true to who they are. We learned some things last week that help us avoid majoring on minors. Loving those who, are, who have different passions than we have. Because the reality is, is what we've learned and what I know, and I threw some out there, and I'm not going to throw them out there again this week. If you And I'm sorry, the computer crashed, and we don't have last week's message on file either. Maybe I'll redo it sometime. But the reality is 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 that we are very passionate about some disputable items. We learned that last week. We learned what some of those were. Music. Versions of Scripture. Politics. We learned that Man, we are very passionate about some disputable things. Well, When people are in the same body, God has planted them in the same church, in the same group, but they're from all walks of life. How do we get along with each other? Well, we learned this from last week's scripture. Number one, welcome and accept each other. Let me remind you of this statement. How can we reject someone that God has accepted? Number two, if you are sacrificing in an area, do not despise those who don't and do not think that they should be like you. If you're sacrificing an area and someone else is not, don't despise them because they're free in what they're doing. We've got to be welcoming and accepting of each other. What about this? We are made in the image of God. We are not made in each other's image. I promise you the mission of New Horizon is not to make people in the image of Chris Thomas. That is not our mission. Not anywhere close to it. Matter of fact, I don't want you to be in my image, okay? That's a real issue. We can't stand more of my issues floating around. That's a problem. Okay? But neither are we being conformed. To the image of each other. We weren't made in His image. We're not being conformed to the image of each other. We're being conformed to... We were made in the image of God. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. And last week, what did we learn? We we have got to allow God to work in people's lives. You and I are not the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you and I have got to give people space and grace. We've got to allow God to work and deal in their hearts and lives. Number four, we learned this. If you cannot get freedom in your conscience to do something, do not go against your conscience. Sometimes when somebody else has a freedom and they're pressing on you and they're pushing you and they say, come on, it's not a big deal, it's okay, you can just do it, it's not a big deal. And they push you and you do that, one of two things will happen. Either your conscience becomes seared and it becomes easy for you to override your conscience from then on out. Or you self-condemn and wish you'd have never done it. So obey that. Number five, we learned this. You are unique. You may live a more reserved and sacrificial life. Or you may live a freer life. But the fact is, is be who you are. And don't, want, don't require other people to be like you. If you're freer, be free. If you're more sacrificial, be more sacrificial. God created you to be like who you are. I want you to hear me out when I, when I say this. When God brought the body together, He was not looking for uniformity. He was looking for unity. He ain't looking for us all to be sacrificial or all to be free. He's not looking for us all to believe and think the same ways. Let me remind you, on disputable matters. There are some truths about salvation that we cannot ever give up. There's some truths about sin that we can never give up. Some truths, but on disputable matters. Now, let's get to chapter 14. Look at verse 13. I'm going to back up. I know this was last week's reading, but I'm going to back up and tie it together because I really didn't go there last week. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. So so where Paul goes this week in this chapter, he's really talking about those who are living a more free life. Those who are saying, man, I just have freedom to do this. I have freedom to think like this. I have freedom to... And specifically for them, if you weren't here last week, it was eating meat. That was offered to idols. See, when they would offer the meat to idols, idols are dead. They wouldn't eat the meat. So therefore, they'd take the meat and sell it at a discounted price. And those who love meat and could get it at a discounted price said, I'm in, I'm eating it. I don't care a thing about the idol, right? So they're living a more freer life. But what he's saying is he's saying if you're living, living that more freer life, do not judge those who are still living a more sacrificial life. If they're saying, I can't eat that meat. It was prayed over in some weird language. It was offered to some weird idol. And I'm not eating that meat that had anything to do with that. Let's not judge those that won't live in freedom. And then he says, what not only not to judge, but do not... Do not what? Do not be a stumbling block or a hindrance in your brother's way. If eating meat is offending your brother, if your way is harmful to them. Let me, Josh, you don't care if I use you. Josh comes from a long history of addiction. And, and just say, and let us Let me be on the record and be just real honest here, okay? Um, I don't drink alcohol at all, okay? I grew up in a home where my stepfather struggled with alcoholism, and it was a nightmare. And I, so I just have a negative view of alcohol, and I don't. It's not a scriptural thing, because I believe that Jesus turned water into wine. I believe that Jesus told... Timothy, to drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. But for my heart and where I've been, I just can't. But say I got to that place of freedom that I thought I could. The last place I want to do that is sitting at the table with Josh Stevens. Why? Because because Josh Stevens comes from a long line of addiction that included alcoholism. And for him right now, he can't even think about, I don't want to sit at a table with you drinking. I don't want you to push that off on me. I don't want you to try to convince me, Chris, that it will be okay if I do. I need you to just leave me alone about this. But if I were to convince him, if I were to push on him, I would be causing my brother to stumble. I wouldn't. I might not be causing him to stumble. I might be causing him to go down a road into a ditch, into a pit that ends in death. It could be severe. So we. So so that's, So he says he don't do that. There was two, There was a scripture that I wanted to quote that I quoted last week, and I want to show it to you today. Psalm thirty six two. David says, for he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. This is a prayer that I've, this is a verse I've turned into a prayer for myself. And from time to time I pray this verse like this. Father, do not allow me to flatter myself so much that I cannot see And hate my own sin. You say, why are you going here? Just stay with me. Look at at Matthew 7 verse 5. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This is what I really think. I think if Chris Thomas prays the prayer, Father, don't let me flatter myself so much that I can't see and hate my own sin. That Chris Thomas is going to be so busy dealing with his own junk that he probably ain't going to have time to deal with others. Not that God doesn't call. So, how do, so you say then, the question would be, but Chris... But don't we deal with others? We do. What does Galatians 6, 1 say? It's the perfect verse for us. If our brother is overtaken in a sin, you who are spiritual, restore him in the spirit of gentleness unless you're also tempted in the same area. It's Galatians 6.1. So there is that deal, but I'm telling you, if we would get serious about self, we quit worrying about other people. And we get serious about self, we'd be a lot more accepting of other people. Because we'd be saying, ooh, I got a pretty big stick sticking out of my own eyeball. I probably shouldn't worry about that little splinter they got in theirs. I probably shouldn't flatter myself too much. I probably ought to deal with my junk. That's verse 13. Look at verse 14. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean of itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. Well, wait a minute. Do you realize what Paul just did right there? Paul just declared that there was a right way in this whole issue. In a disputable matter, Paul just declared that one way was right and one way was wrong. Paul has just said, what I'm telling you is that there's not anything about meat that's unclean. If you want to eat it, eat it. God has declared it. He said, I know and I am persuaded in the Lord that it's not unclean. But then what does he say? But it is unclean to anyone who thinks it's unclean. So there are disputable matters. I want you to think about this. There are disputable matters that may not always that there could be a right and a wrong. And there may be even a situation where a disputable matter, where there is at least a better than. So what do you and I do when there situations where there could be a right and wrong, where there could be a better than? Something that you and I have got to be willing to do is to be informed. We've got to have a mind that is open to allow the Spirit of God and our brothers and sisters in Christ to inform us about the truth of Scripture, about the truth of what's going on, about the motive that's behind it, about why why you have your position. But at the end of the day, you see, you can't be closed off. You can't. You can't. It ain't good to be closed off to say I'm not ever going to change the way I think about this. It's not good to dig your heels in the sand and say, "Man, I'm not ever going to change on this." The reality is, is God might be calling us and saying, "I need you to change in this area." I shared with you last week three areas of my life that God drastically changed over my life, and that's not the only ones. God has changed lots of areas in my life of things that I said used to take strong stands on, even divisive stands. Now He's saying to me, We got to remain open. Would you think about this? You consider yourself to be a Disciple of Christ. Do you know what the word disciple means? This is the definition of a disciple. You ready? It's a learner. It's a learner. So, di- disciples are forever what? Learning. May we ever be learning. May we ever continue to be informed. May we ever be trying to understand God's Word and His Spirit and what He wants to do in our hearts and our lives. And as we move in that direction, as He does that, listen, if your conscience can be informed till it gives you release to be free in an area, then be free in an area. But listen, with informing, if your conscience is still not changed, can I come back to you, Josh? and if I put you on a spot and embarrassed you, I'm apologize. I sh- I'm good. OK. I'm not good. Jesus is good. All right? I don't see Josh ever in his entire life becoming free in, in his belief to alcohol. Not that he doesn't believe that some of the rest of you can. But I don't think he's ever going to put himself in that position. Why? Because of his addiction. He just can't do it. He's informed. He understands. But his conscience is not changed on that matter. It's still the same. Look at verse 15. We've got to continue on trying to work through this. Going slower than I thought. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, watch this. Watch this. If your brother is grieved in what you eat, if Josh, I'm just going to use it because we've got the door open, it's there. If Josh is grieved because I had a, dry, a glass of wine, then what does he say? Then, Chris, you're no longer walking in love. You're you're not really loving Him, Chris. You you, You say these words to us every Sunday. Love God the most and love each other as Jesus loved us. But yet you would put Him in a position that would cause Him to stumble. You're not really loving Him. You're really being audacious about your freedom that's causing Him harm. You're not loving Him. Let me remind you of love in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak of the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. It doesn't matter. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am Nothing. If I give away all that I have now, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. This this whole thing of transforming our minds started in Romans 12, and it started with genuine love, that it's real and not fake. And we continue in how we treat each other. Did, Did you ever think... That offering our lives to God was going to end up on how I treat each other. You see, I'm afraid in the American church, when we think about offering our lives to God, we think about what what stage is that going to put me on? What book am I going to get to publish? What song am I going to get to write? What what am I what what award am I going to win? When the reality is, is offering our lives to God is how we treat. Each other. Wow. Think about these three statements that we've heard thus far in this chapter. What right do we have to, God, to judge God's servants? Remember? Man, they belong to Him. Don't you think He's going to take care of them? What right do we have to condemn who God has accepted? What right do we have to destroy who Christ has died for? Those are all verses in our passage. Look at verse 16. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. What does that mean? If I feel like I have a right to drink a glass of wine with my steak dinner, wine don't even fit me. I probably need like a girly drink or something. But you know a different kind of drink I, wine feels a little fancy for me, but I can't stand the taste of, of the smell of beer, so let's go with something fruity <laughs> okay so if i can if i if i have a if I feel like I have freedom to drink that fruity drink but yet. My brother over here cannot walk down that road, cannot be there. And I'm causing him to stumble. My goodness is, is the goodness here is that I have the freedom in the gospel to drink. How my goodness in the gospel is made evil is that I'm harming my brother. Don't let your goodness in the gospel be evil spoken of. That you're bringing harm to your brother. Michael, I'm going to swap around on you, okay? I'm going to go to verses 20 through 23, and then we're going to come back to verses 17 through 19 to close, Okay? Look, look at verses 20 through 23. Then we'll come back to verses 17, 18, and 19. Verse 20. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Do not, do not for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Do not, do not allow your disputable item to destroy what God's doing. Not Everything is indeed clean But it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble But what he eats It's not okay It is good not to eat meat or drink wine Or do anything that causes your brother to stumble That's good even though you have the freedom It's good not to do that if it causes him to stumble The faith that you have Watch this. Keep between yourself and God. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. It doesn't, you don't have to push your your disputable beliefs off on everybody else like you're something special. You don't have to try to force everything on other people. Look at what he said. Keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. Blessed is the one. Happy is the person who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats. Watch. If he doubts, if he has condemned, if he's not been informed to the point that his conscience has freedom... The eating is not from faith, and for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Do you, do you, what, do you see what Paul just done? Paul said that, there, that the issue here is, is there, there can be a goodness in the gospel that you have a freedom to walk down this road, Chris, to have a fruity drink. But if you having that fruity drink is causing Joshua... To stumble and to question and to struggle. Your goodness has just turned to His sin. You know why this message is hard for us in the U.S.? Because in the U.S. we're such individuals. We're allowed to think what we want to think, say what we want to say, do what we want to do, go where we want to go. And we're allowed to do all those things without ever thinking or caring how it affects somebody else. It's because we're so individualistic in our society. And I know some of you all that not been other places. You think the rest of the world's not like this? No, they're not. Other parts of the world, like India, are honor and shame. What does an honor shame culture mean? It means that everything they speak, do, and act affects everybody that's around them, and they care. It's not individualistic. So we struggle with this message because we're so individualistic. We're our own person. So just a few things before I close this message out. Do not force your opinion on disputable matters onto someone else. Do not force your opinion of disputable matters onto someone else. Do not go against your conscience, but inform your conscience. And allow the Word of God to decide what is disputable and what is not. If the Word commands or forbids, it is not disputable. But remember, everything is not disputable, but neither is nothing disputable. And will you please hear me? Sometimes there's two teachers that are very close in their doctrine and their theology and they're a lot alike. But they may be a topic that is seems to be indisputable that those two teachers disagree on. I can think of... Several examples in my mind, but I'm not going to take the time to go to all of them. Okay? Very disputable matters. So the question is, if two teachers agree, and it's something you think is indisputable, but they seem to be give evidence of each one, and what does it become? It becomes not a disputable matter. It becomes. When two people can give legitimate. Can I Can I just. Can I in our church. Because I know we have bo- people on both sides of the aisle here. On this subject. So I'm just going. You know me. I like to put the elephant in the room. I don't like to back off of nothing. Two, two of my very. Two of the pastors that I have followed for a lot of years disagree about speaking in tongues. One of them totally believes it stopped with the church in Acts, and one of them says there's no way it continues. And these two men are friends, do ministry together, care about. And are on a stage that if I gave their names. You would know both of them. But I'm not going to. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 But they disagree on that subject. So it's a disputable. But for some of you it's not disputable. I guarantee you. But I think it has to be. Now. I'll let you chew on that for a few days. Both of you are all across the room. People are going, let me think about that. Will you come back to verse 17 with me? And I'm coming to a close. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Can we get the kingdom right? He said the kingdom of God is not a matter it's not about just living it up. It's not about just having freedom. It's not about just doing whatever you want to do. But it's also not about the sacrifices that we make. It's also about not eating or not drinking or the rules that we hold to. Watch what it says. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do, do you see what, what, what we're seeing here? The, the, listen, the kingdom of God is not about what you and I are doing or not doing. The kingdom of God is about what Jesus has done for you and I. It's not, it's not us saying, but God, I'm doing this. Why aren't they doing it? We're like Martha in the kitchen, right? We're saying, God, why won't you make Mary help me? Well, there's a good disputable item in there. Why won't you make Mary help me? Why do you, why has she chosen the better part? If she'd come in here and help me, we could both do the better part. Right? So it's not about what we're doing, it's about what we're receiving. It's not about what we're giving, it's about what God's done for us. It's about what He is doing for us. It is the righteousness that He said, man, Jesus said, my obedience, my righteousness has been placed into your account. I give it to you. It's about His peace. We're no longer the enemies of God, but we've been made to be His favorites. We've been brought near by the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's not about depression and anxiety. It's about being full of the joy because of the Holy Spirit in us. The kingdom of God is not about what we're doing, it's about what we're receiving. And we've got to begin to live life in our church in such a way that we're not impressing God with all our little rules and all our little stuff and all our little indisputable items and say, God, listen, i just going to stand up. Listen, I want you to get this. I used to go all the time to these men's conference called the Promise Keepers. And I realized one day they had the wrong name. Because Chris Thomas is not a promise keeper. He's a promise taker. That's what we are in Christ. And until we start celebrating the loving kindness that He gives us, And not trying to make some kind of check, some kind of checklist or make some kind of resume that we're going to impress God with. We're not ever going to get beyond this. Judging and despising. We're not ever going to get along. Until we say, it's not about what I'm doing. It's not about what you're doing, Josh. It's not about it's about what He's done for us, brother. Worship team, will you come? Father, I love you. I honor you. I thank you for your
2: spirit.
1: Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And I just pray that all of us, God, can just celebrate what you're doing, not what we're doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.
2: is where you are, and where you are, Lord, I am free, holy is, is Christ in me, yes, where you are, us for my hope and stay.
0: Blood of Christ
2: No guilt in life No fear in death This is the power of Christ in me From life's first cry To final breath commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home me home here in the power of Christ, i stand.
1: Something else if you're visiting may be new for you is that we take communion every week at New Horizons. You say, why do you take communion every week? We do it in remembrance of Him. That's what he said, we do it in remembrance of Him. And proclamation of His death that brought our victory and the enemy's defeat. And we just believe that we need the gospel every day of our life. And we start out our week, every week, here, taking the body that was broken, the blood that was shed, and taking it in us in remembrance of Him you've not ever used one of these you've got the the bread is under a very thin piece and if you don't get it you may not get to the bread if you just go straight to the juice but as we continue in worship you need to come and pray you take communion when you're ready let it be personal between you and the lord this morning
2: sinners the ransom from heaven Jesus Messiah
1: Nineteen, because I didn't get there. So then, let us pursue. So then, you know what the so then comes from? The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of the righteousness, the peace, and the joy in the Holy Spirit. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. That right there. Go and live that, guys. I love you. Have a good day.
2: Jesus, my son.